Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. Yesterday I got a text from somebody that I used to work with. Uh, I worked with her pretty briefly and we became really good friends. We didn't really do that much outside of work together, um, but we, we just would talk sometimes. <laughs> I'm laughing because I really, that job seemed to have like a large amount of surveillance and I was not always viewed to be doing the right thing. So very, very happy to not be employed there anymore. Uh, very happy, but, but she and I became friends. Like, I mean, I mean, this was a long time ago. I think we were friends in like 2018, so five years ago. And she she had moved here from somewhere else. She had lived here for a period of time. And, and when she moved back here, she just wasn't happy. So she went back to where she had come from, which I thought was, you know, I mean, I thought that was great. And, and we've sort of stayed in touch over the years. And this really weird thing happened where we like intermittently text each other and stuff. And she had texted me over the, like around January, February of 2021. And we both happened to be in Cancun at the same time, which was really weird. I mean, that's weird, isn't it? I think it's weird. It's like, what? You're in Cancun? It's like, yeah, I'm in Cancun. I think I may have seen pictures that she posted on Facebook or something really weird like that. But so she texted me yesterday and and I had mentioned the Cancun thing because I think that's the last time that we actually really had like a text exchange, you know, was was that long ago. And she she had she recalled that I was in Cancun because I was at an event and and she was asking a little bit about that event. She said, you know, so what what was the event that you were at? And I I don't really know exactly how to explain it and I don't even really wanna try per se, but I said, you know, well in my perspective, I go to these events to connect with God, the source of everything that is. It it gives me the opportunity to get out of my life and go and spend hours with God. <laughs> it gives me the opportunity because when I go to these events, I'm like meditating for hours and I and I just I just veg out and go into, you know, a meditative state and I am just blissed out in consciousness. And so it's really hard to, to um, it's hard to describe exactly what I'm, I'm doing, but, you know, when I, I tried to say it in the most... Um, simple way that I could 
And then I knew this was coming because when I say that, and this person is a, that texted me, was a, is a very traditional Christian. Um, very traditional. And so I knew that when I said that, it, you know, it was going to conjure up images for her of hanging out with her God. And her God and my God are radically different. Radically. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't necessarily even believe in her God. So I knew that, that, you know, that it, so it sort of did bring up this little mini discussion. And, and then she, you know, asked me, well, does your, does, does the person who holds these events, these retreats, you know, talk about Jesus? <laughs> And I said, you know, and, and I honestly, I've never had a conversation where I've had the opportunity to ask, you know, you know, what is your, what is your stand on Jesus? You know, <laughs> I haven't had that opportunity. I'm laughing. Um, I just think it's so funny. Uh and so I asked, and and um, and I I said to her, I said, he he, to be fair, you know, I, I this is my take, this is my guess about this person, about the person who holds these events that I that I think that I know enough about that I. This was my idea that yes, he may believe in the teachings of Jesus, but not in the conventional sense. So basically what I was saying was he does not believe in Jesus the way she believes in Jesus. And so that's, that's just, you know, a massive no-no. Like if we don't, I know that if I don't use the proper language, that it's going to really upset these people that are traditional, you know, what I consider to be fundamentalist Christian. You know, they, they really do. They have, they all talk the same language, <clears throat> which brings me to, I, the, I'm flowing into at the topic that I really want to talk about, but I'm I'm going about it in a roundabout way because all of this is a little interconnected. I I think I've been talking about this for a while, about so so yesterday I I was working and <laughs> both working and listening to the congressional hearing on the abortion about the reversal of Roe versus Wade that was that a lot of precedent was setting on was sitting on like it it wasn't just about abortion it was about privacy the right to privacy 
you know, in the bedroom and in our lives with who we marry, you know, um, all kinds of rights to privacy. And I was, I was incredibly, listening, just listening. I, I'm going to say, the, like the, I think the one that really got me the most was Ted Cruz. He was the one that like really, I mean, a lot of them like upset me, but Ted Cruz was really the one that just, he kept saying that that the Democrats, this is what is he was alleging, that the Democrats are pushing an agenda that is wildly unpopular with the American people, which is the direct opposite of the truth. So I don't know if Ted Cruz really believes what he's saying because he lives in such a small bubble that he doesn't know what the real facts are. Like if he, if he is speaking his truth or if he is just blatantly lying because that's not how it's been turning out. Like in Kansas, when they set abortion alone to a vote, the people in Kansas overwhelmingly came out and vote voted to keep abortion legal in in Kansas. Sorry if I said the wrong word. I do that a lot. Sorry about that. And so I kind of figure out like what what is going on with this guy Cruz? Like that he's just he is saying blatant, blatant misrepresentations of the actual truth of of how things are going down. And then the the Republicans just generally, the ones who spoke, generally were always in every situation mentioning the outliers, the the 1% of abortions that happen late term that where it is a dire situation, usually late term abortions are really heinous in the sense that that mother is expecting to have a baby. She's named her baby and, and it's like a horrible, horrible situation. Horrible. And it is it is dire and, and they have to make a decision to save the mom. And the other way they're gonna save the mom is to I guess kill that baby. I, I mean I don't understand it. I'm not a doctor. I've never been in this situation. And neither has a whole hell of a lot of people in this country, but one of these Republicans was trying to trying to mention what if a woman said, you know, in her, you know, right before birth that she just doesn't want to have this baby and was asking this doctor if, if she would abort the baby, if this woman just didn't want to have this baby, would you abort the baby? And 
this, these doctors, one of them was a doctor, one of them was a professor. And this, and the, the Republican lawmaker was, you know, just really very rude and was saying, I don't mean to be rude, but like he was meaning to be rude. He was meaning to be rude and he was meaning to just have a point. And I don't know that it is the law of the land generally. Like in most states, there is a 15-week elective abortion rule. And so the, the abortions that are happening after 15 weeks are not elective. They're not generally, ever. Like maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the statistics the statistics are, but they want to mention this one situation. So they, they want to take away the right to abortion for all women, which in some way, in some, in a whole heck of a lot of conditions are, is not, it is elective in the sense that it's a horrible situation that a woman is in. It's a horrible situation that that woman is in. So anyway, I don't, I don't really want to talk about that because that's not what this is about. But what I, what I have been really concerned about is in knowing, in having enough time with people who think the way Ted Cruz thinks. The, the, these these lawmakers and these these citizens of the United States who have this ideology it's like a christocracy it's a an ideology built on the bible the old testament and the new testament which i for the love of god i don't understand why Christians talk about the Old Testament when Jesus talked about the New, but whatever. Okay, so they, they're all over the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, you know, so that's just their gig. And, but they want women to behave, they want them to simply have their place in society, which is at home, having children, and not divorcing their husbands. So it's already started that I guess there's some bill in Texas where they're trying to get rid of no-fault divorce. where you can divorce your husband or your wife either way for any reason like you don't have to have a reason to get out of that marriage and so what's going to end up happening in my guesstimation (laughs) is you're going to have a whole lot of people who are not Christian who are not going to get married they're just not going to get married they're not going to go along with this this no, but they're also part of the tax code. I mean, they're all over this. They're part of the tax code. They're like they're trying to get rid of contraceptives. They're, they're going to try to get rid of women's right to vote, 
women's right to own property. I don't know where that leaves me um, as far as property. Like, we're not going to be able to have a bank account. I heard yesterday, and, I, and some of this could just be bogus. You know, it'll, it, it occurs to me that some of this that I hear is actually bogus. Like, they're just talking. They're just trying to stir up trouble. But I saw this, this thing that came on my, my, my awareness yesterday. Um, this woman was saying that she had moved from Iowa to Florida, and she was getting her new driver's license. And the person at the Department of Transportation there had called her and said that there was the wrong name on her license. And she said, it's the right name. And they said, no, you, you have to have the name of your husband. Now, I don't, I, you know, it's something like reads like it's not right to me that I'm not really sure. But forcing women to take on the name of their husband. These are, these are ideas that we have well grown out of. We've well grown out of this, that women have had the right to drive and the right to vote and the right to own property. And these were rights that were, that had been fought for. (laughs) It's occurring to me right in this moment, um, I had gone to the march, the women's march in 2017, and then in 2018, um... Yeah, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to get the timeline here. But yeah, I had gone in 2018 with my then um, significant other. So we go to this this march and, and he goes back to his place of employment. And one of the women there said, what women's rights are you marching for? Well, I'd love to have a conversation with her today about that. I would love to. I'm like, I guess I saw this coming. I saw this coming with the election of Donald Trump, the supposed election of Donald Trump. <clears throat> because his, his, the evangelicals have fallen head over heels in love with them, him. And some have like almost put him above Christ. They have... They have acted as though Donald Trump is the, the second coming of Christ. I mean, it is, it is the most crazy stuff I've ever seen, some of the imagery that I see. I, I just, you know, the stuff that they say, I just don't understand it. I, I really... So, <laughs> so this is what I really want to talk about. I know this is a roundabout way. You all know me. So, you know, this idea that we don't focus on what we don't want. We focus on what we do want. So the summer of 2018, I have this experience that included the paranormal. It did. It, it included the paranormal. And I was writing about this because I'm, I'm, I'm 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 in the middle of trying to complete another project, another book of mine. And 
I've had these entities around me um, since I can remember. I mean, I, I remember like in like being really, really, really little, like maybe four years old and laying there and I just, they just were there. I just knew they were there and they've just been with me my whole life and have been leading me my whole life. And, you know, and the summer of 2018, I mean, they really became forefront. And I know they're like around me right this very moment and are, they are listening to me all the time. At least that's my belief. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about everything. I can, I'm willing to say that. But <laughs> I'm starting to hear, you know, that, you know, I feel like, I feel like the, the United States government, although I'm not one of these people who believes a lot of what is said, knowing these entities the way that I know them, I'm, I'm having huge doubts that we have ever like captured these aliens that they're talking about, like that they supposedly have pictures of in all of this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they are, but it just seems highly unlikely to me with their technology that they could get stuck here. Because it seems to me that they, they would be able to like switch into a different, like almost go in stealth mode, like become invisible very easily based on their technology and they move a lot faster and, and I'm, I'm having this imagery in my, my mind right now as they move through vibration. I don't know if that's true. It's just what I'm, what I'm, the feeling that I'm getting. And so a lot of it has just sounded very hokey to me, which you know, I haven't actually come to the awareness, like allowed myself to come to the awareness of who these beings are until 2018 when it was like they were like really there and I knew it. And <laughs> I knew it. And so, <laughs> and so I had this like understanding somehow, and I don't know where it came from, that the earth was going to be different because there were enough of us in a, in a state or a vibration of consciousness that would lead to a massive change on this planet toward peace, not division, but peace. And us being able to just live a happy life. The paradigm that is on the planet, and I, and I think that it's really pervasive. I try to say, you know, the, the United States, because that's the only country that I really know about because I've lived here my whole life. But honestly, 
different parts of the United States are different than the, where I live. And they are having a different experience than I'm having. So, so, but I think that it's pretty pervasive that there are these people in power who want to affect every aspect of the people that they are in power over. I'm going to give you France for an example. I don't really know what's going on in France. I, you know, I had heard that that Macron had um had was trying to change to where people would have to retire at like 64 instead of 62 or something like that. I'm not sure of the dates. But it turned into something much bigger. And what is happening is is that there is a, there is police brutality that the police are becoming more and more brutal as these as these um protests are taking place. And Macron is saying that that those are just the outlier police. Like, not all the police are behaving that way. So, like, somehow it's okay that, well, some of our police are being brutal. But, you know, they're only using rubber bullets. You know, rubber bullets can kill someone. If, you use, if it hits them in a certain way or hits them enough times. And so, it's not that even some of my police are being brutal and that they should not be police anymore because they're committing a crime against the people of France. But those are the outliers. And there is this attempt to control the French people. And so now they're not only protesting about the the retirement age i mean it was also something even more so about that like i think like i heard like misappropriation of funds you know kind of like what they're trying to do to, you know in the united states i'm 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 really really praying that this doesn't actually go through i think it went through maybe the house, this this new, makes sense that it would be because they're they're giving is his name McCarthy McCarty McCarthy I'm not sure what his name is the speaker of the house, um they they're calling this this spending bill they're they're attributing his name to it and it is going to cut funding for veterans. And for SNAP, food for children, and and like just all kinds of um, ridiculous, like so that we don't foreclose on our debts, raising the debt ceiling, and they're cutting social programs instead of 
not cutting taxes on the rich. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how all of this works. I mean, I really don't. But <laughs> there's so their misappropriation of funds. It's like the you know, this is something that they said that they weren't going to do, like even in the State of the Union. Um, Biden had mentioned this, um, that the Republicans were doing this. And mentioned that the Republicans were doing this and then the the. The, the Republicans just got all up in arms about it and said they weren't doing it, but they are doing it. That thing that they said that they weren't doing, they are doing. But anyway, I'm just trying to show this comparison between the French and the U.S. in, in the sense that, that it just seems that people in power, generally speaking, are, do not have the citizens' goodwill at heart. I mean, as long as their family is taken care of and they have their insurance plan and I mean, they're good to go. They don't they don't have to worry about this stuff. They can make whatever decisions about those low life people, the worker bees. What was that? Um, My friend was calling us the eating people, people who eat something like we somehow we take up resources you know, but we're we're useful in the sense that we're workers, right? And so, and so, so it's actually looking pretty bad out there right now. Like, you know, at least from my standpoint that I've been unfortunately very focused on the negative instead of what I perceive to be coming. And so... What is being said is that they're coming. The aliens are coming. The aliens, as in entities that are not from here, that are not necessarily seen, but are going to be seen. And the possibility that that would be when the most massive change happens on this planet. And I and I and I fully think that, <laughs> that in some ways it's just going to be hilarious. I think all of it is just so funny. It's like, um, you know, the world's religions. You know, it just makes me laugh. It's like okay, so they all have their own takes on what happens when we pass out of our body. I mean, I'm not really sure what the Buddhist take is on the the next life. I don't know. But, but especially in Christianity, you know, that, okay, so you die and you either go to heaven or hell and you're stuck in hell for the rest of your, for eternity, you're in hell. And, um, and, and I, like some people, like my, my person, David Hawkins, he talked that whatever you expect to experience is what you will experience. So if you expect to experience hell, you're going to have a hellish experience. Or if you expect to, you know, heaven and, you know, but I quite 
quite amusingly think that it is an awakening of a, of a different sort to that the belief system that they believed was not necessarily the truth. And it, and it is a massive disappointment in their life that what they believed to be the afterlife was not exactly what they thought it was going to be. <clears throat> my mom, I, I had gone to one of my retreats, <laughs> my meditation retreats. It was actually the first one. This is kind of nuts. This is a nutty story. I know I've told you all this before, but I'm going to tell you again because I think it's relevant right here. So I'm at this retreat and I'm, 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 I call my mom and I've got, I got my earphones on so I can hear her, but the people around me can't. And there wasn't a lot of people around me except for this one woman who was like walking right next to me. And I, I was telling her, I said, you know, mom, I'm going to be going into this healing retreat, this healing thing. And I'm, I'm going to be sending you this, this energy. And, um, and so she's, and I was like, I just want you to be ready because I'm going to be sending you this energy. And so she, <laughs> so she says to me, she just like really, like near, almost like, she says to me, well, you know, Jamie, this is the way she talks. <laughs> Jamie, I'm just worried about the afterlife. <laughs> I'm worried about my soul, she says to me. <laughs> and without like hesitation, I said, Mom, like you don't have to worry about your soul for a second. And I said it with a surety. With assurance. I knew that my mom did not have to worry about the afterlife. None of us has have to worry about the afterlife. So within, you know, it was almost within a month that my mom passed. My mom passed away a month later after that conversation and I can feel her energy around me and her voice in my head and she she's so happy she's so happy that she did tell me she said you were right she didn't have to worry about the afterlife she was free. She was in non-physical and she was really happy. <laughs> and all the things that you would have done if you were not afraid of the afterlife. I mean, as a Christian and maybe as other religions as well, I didn't do that thing because... 
I thought I would go to hell for it. I didn't get that divorce. I stayed in that marriage where I was miserable. I stayed in that job that I was miserable. I went to, I was around all these people that I didn't even know if I really liked. They were fake. You know, I mean, just, you know, I didn't go out with my friends. I didn't dance. I didn't wear that outfit I really wanted to. All the things that people don't do because they are afraid of the afterlife. They are afraid they're really afraid of even living. Because there's all these rules, right? Well, I don't do that. I'm not like those people that go out and have fun. <clears throat> and so... <laughs> Okay, so let's get back to to my to my original like or or, or I my intended original topic, which is that the aliens are coming. Okay, so see see these entities do move even move like not only a spacecraft moving, but they move interdimensionally, and that they can can appear and disappear at will because they know how to move their physical and en- en- energy out of a dimension and it's really the only thing that makes sense in a way because like scientists want to tell us or beyond science or i mean like a little bit more mainstream like in the in the work of Eckhart Tolle that the only thing that we have is the now. That's all we have. All we have is the now. So if all we have is the now, then the now is happening all simultaneously. There's nothing, there's nothing outside of the now. And so that means that all timelines are, all possibilities, all everything is just kind of out there but we don't experience it because it's in a different dimension. And, and I mean, thank God we don't, or we would go absolutely crazy. And so, <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I, I really, I have, I've had the opportunity to actually see them. It was, um, and, and I realized that I had actually seen them before. I didn't know what they were before. I, I, I was seeing the ones that I saw, the first time I saw them, I was in a meditative state. I was outside um, at one of these events. So I had, I, I was really in a state of these hours of meditative practice where I was, communing with that, the be-all, end-all, the source of everything, source, God, universe, for hours. And so 
And so I, I was in this meditative state and I saw these, like what I perceived to be like these shadows. My, my eyes were closed at this point. They were closed. And I didn't know what they were, but they were these shadows that were like standing. I want to say maybe 15 feet away from me. And, and I thought that they were, they might have been like the souls of people who had lost their lives around, around the area. I, I didn't really know exactly what all I was seeing because I was also seeing in this state beings that I perceived to be like, like wearing hats, like cowboys and such. But, um, but then later kind of much later, I had seen them on a beach. I was on a a different end in a different night with the same scenario where I had been communing in that, this, I want to say pool, but it's really not this, um, this consciousness, which is really everything. Like, I mean, it's really weird. Like, because I, I feel like generally in my life, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I was writing about this yesterday in my book. So let me, let me see if I can explain this. So, so in my life at this point, I can feel whether I'm, I call it in the zone or out of the zone and, and in the zone is being connected. I connect with all of it. And, and I can feel it. I can feel the difference because when I'm connected, I feel really tall. I feel like I'm 10 feet tall and I'm 10 feet wide and I'm, I'm invincible. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm joyful. I'm happy. I'm in the zone. I'm hitting all the green lights. And, and if I hit a red light, I don't really care because I am, I'm in a joyful state. When I'm not in the zone, when I somehow disconnect my myself, I mean, I don't feel like I'm ever completely disconnected, but there are times where I lose that feeling because I'm focused on what's going on in the world or I'm focused on um, what somebody said or some scenario that I'm temporarily dealing with in the moment you know my hair didn't work out right that day got some stain on my shirt you know and it <laughs> and it bumps me off it bumps me out of my happy place and so I'm either in or I'm out at any given moment of my life um <clears throat> and I don't know how I got away from this, but <laughs> what I was really trying to talk about, but I had, so I was like very, very, very much in the zone because it's easier for me to be in the zone when I'm at these retreats because I'm immersed in meditation for hours, but I'm also away from anything that would take me out of that space. Generally. Not to say that I haven't had moments when I've been at at these retreats that somebody's like upset me, 
has said something or done something or I did something and I, you know, and then I'm, I'm sort of in two spaces. I'm, I'm in, you know, I got to apologize for whatever I did or I'm still upset about what had just happened. Like I'm not quite over it yet, but, um, and in whatever I'm doing, (laughs) but that particular day that I, that I saw them, I, I was, it was it was one of the most amazing moments of my life to actually see them i could see them they were they were like these entities that i believe are around me they were like 30 feet away from me and i could see them with my eyes open in the sunset it was just like this perfect this per this perfect angle, the perfect time, the perfect scenario, the perfect everything for me to be able to see them. And I was looking at them for approximately 20 minutes, I think. And so perhaps in the not so distant future, and I'm not making any predictions here. I, I don't do that. I'm not going to make any predictions. Although I will tell you a lot of the stuff that I talk about ends up coming to fruition, which makes me wonder like about the power of my thought. I mean, all of our thoughts, but I mean, I'm just talking about my own because that's my own point of my own point, my own perspective. And that's really all I have. Like I can't get into somebody else's brain and what they're thinking. So I only know what I'm thinking. And so like, what is happening? Is it that I'm picking up on that possibility? And and am I making that possibility happen because of my attention to it? You know, which is kind of, you know, but anyway, is it it's not even that I'm, I have also been hearing from people that I listen to a little bit, that they're coming, that they're going to like on a mass scale show themselves to to the people here on this planet and that it's going to change everything massively because I believe that they're already here it's just that we can't generally I mean I've been able to see them on times but um They've already been here, but we just haven't been able to see them because they're standing right there. But but we can't see them or perceive them per se generally because we're not, we don't maybe have the circuitry or we aren't in you know, what some people want to say a vibrational match to them. <laughs> but perhaps they're doing that on purpose because they don't want to be seen. But I believe that they already are here. That we are we are surrounded by these entities that I believe are kind and good and and benevolent. And want us to to not be 
lorded over by people who would want to take control of our life. I think that it would be such a change that I think even for people who would be desiring this change, it's going to be maybe a challenge in the beginning. The, the losses, the losses of, you know, of the way that things are for the way that thing, the difference that, that this change in paradigm, this change in power would would entail because i don't think that these entities actually actually aim to to lord over people it's it's more of an assisting it's more of a almost saving us from the people who would want to lord over us, who do try to lord over us. But anyway, I feel like this is enough about this at <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> anyway, I hope that this makes any sense. My God, um, this was a big one, right? <laughs> anyway, more on this later. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.